Welcome to the Jackson Hole Report podcast, your guide to all things real estate related in beautiful Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Hey everyone, it's Devin Veeman. I've got David here today and we are going to go over the quarter three numbers for the Jackson Hole real estate market. Welcome, David. Welcome everybody. Happy fall. Happy fall. So the big question on everybody's mind is, is the local real estate market cooling off? And the answer is absolutely yes. But there are a few different factors going into play on why that's happening. So we're going to dive into those with you. Yeah, let's start out with uh, the overall numbers. We're comparing the first nine months of 2022 with this year. And looking at the overall number of sales, it's actually gone down 22%. The dollar volume has dropped 29%, yet the inventory is up 24%. Now, most people would look at that and say, well, we've got a case of supply and demand. Our inventory is going up and our supply um, isn't being purchased. But it's not quite uh, what you would think. As Devin said, it's a little more nuanced than that. When you look at the inventory, let's say at the end of the COVID era, we're actually up by 66% since then, but we're still at historic lows. In fact, we're about the fourth lowest amount of inventory in almost 40 years. Uh, for a little perspective, let's just have a look at 2010 through 2019, that 10 years before covid on average, at the end of the third quarter, we would have 517 listings. Today, we have 259. That's a 50% decrease in inventory. So while we are increasing inventory, it's still not what's making the market cool off necessarily. When you look back at the buying frenzy with COVID, our prices skyrocketed. And that in itself has taken about 30% of our potential buyers out of the market, those that were looking back in 2020 before COVID. For instance, let's have a, a look just at single family homes in the town of Jackson. In 2019, the median price for a single family home was 2.28 million or right at 2.3 million. Today, I'm sorry, it was 1.28 million. Yeah. <laughs> Today, it's 2.7 million or 110% increase since 2019. That in itself has made it really tough for a lot of people that were looking at the market at the time. But it's not necessarily just Jackson. When you look throughout the Rockies or anywhere in the country where a lot of people were trying to flee the big cities, um, prices have increased rapidly everywhere. Absolutely. And while we see this shift in our market and we see people start to go, gosh, the prices are starting to come down. What's going on? When you take a look back, we're still at an all-time high. If you take out that little COVID frenzy buying bubble, as we're referring it to it, your your properties are still worth nearly 100% more in the town of Jackson than they were 10 years ago. So, Oh, maybe double that. In fact, we'll right. go over some stats here in a minute about the Valley. One of the other things that uh, we found that has slowed down our buyers is the interest rate increases. The Federal Reserve, you know, had to make the decision to raise interest rates to slow down inflation. And of course, in the last couple of years, it has now doubled, making it really difficult for our local residents and even some of our potential second homeowners who maybe had 
the majority of their purchase price, but they needed to go out and borrow some money. And it just made it a lot tougher on them. Mm -hmm. uh, To give you an idea, when you look at the overall market this year, 69% of all our transactions were cash. So people are kind of steering away from the bank right now, even though it's it's pretty low in my mind. I actually paid 18.5% interest for my first loan back in <laughs> five. But it's still a shock, I think, because just three years ago, you could have got it for 2.5%, Right. And it's it's having people take a pause and think about, do I want to leave this mortgage that I have that is a great rate? You know, my my generation, my age group, we haven't ever experienced high interest rates when we've been in our home buying years. So for, for, you know, I don't think I'm quite middle life yet. Maybe I am. Um, but we, we haven't seen interest rates like this. So it's causing people to have a pause and it's also causing people to go, well, we just can't afford to trade up. We can't afford to go to the next property because um, the, the interest rates just prohibitive. So even yes. though we see nearly 70% of all our sales are cash, it's still having an effect on our market. And, and the, the supply is actually being affected by, as you said, the interest rates, because a lot of our locals, they just don't, they've got such a low interest rate today, they don't want to have to maybe move somewhere else and get a, a rate twice that high. Maybe they don't have enough equity to do that, but it has kind of done a double whammy for us. Both the buyers and the sellers have pulled back. But there are some bright spots in the market. We actually, there's still a big demand if we can ever find a home again under a million dollars. Right now, I think the least expensive is about a million one. Um, townhomes, condos under a half a million, those fly off the shelf. We don't have any of those right now either. I think the least expensive condo is about six and a quarter. Mm-hmm. But just real quick, because I just love my stats, let me just throw a couple at you about these escalating prices. Since well, that's why people listen, because they love the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to cover every inch of the valley. So if you don't feel like I've given you a, a good idea of your part of the valley, please contact us. Give us a call, email us, and we can give you a pretty good idea just how much your value has changed in the last five years. Absolutely. And we're going to do this based on the medium sale price, not the average sale price. And I'll get to that in a minute. But let's take the West Bank, for example. In 2019, the median price for a single family home was 2.5 million. Today it's 4.4 or up 76%. Vacant land on the West Bank up 157%. West Bank condos, that's going to be Teton Village, the Racket Club, the Pines. They're up 90%. If you jump to the town of Jackson, we just talked about single family homes there. We're up 110%. Vacant land up 55% and condo townhomes in in Jackson were up 68%. Again, we're just talking in the last couple of years. If you go up north, north of the Grovant River, homes up there went up 141%, vacant land 123%, and condos up around the golf and tennis went up 146%. And if you look south of the Grovant River all the way down to Hoback Junction, single family homes almost 100%, went up 99%, vacant land up 81%, and then condos down in the South Park area, 134%. So if you bought in 2019 or before, your property's doubled. Pretty simple. 
That's incredible. Um, can you explain to everybody why we use the median sale price versus the average? Yeah. So typically when you're when you're looking at a market, you you want to find a, a indicator that's stable. And stable, I mean it's something that would be hard to move unless you had a lot of sales in a medium range. But uh, the average sale price, for example, you would take the 255 sales we had this year and stack them up by price and then divide that total price by the number of sales, which will give you the average price. Unfortunately, if you have a lot of high-end sales, 10, 20, 30, 40 million, it can skew that number. Whereas the median sale price, you take the same 255 sales, stack them up by sale price, and then go to the middle. And even if you have a couple high-end sales, that middle is going to be hard to change. So we like to look at that more as a real true indicator of what the market's doing. It is. And a lot of other things that I read online, they, you know, shock value. They like to use the average sale price, um, but it's just not, it doesn't give us a clear indication of what's actually happening with the market. No, just a quick note too, even though, you know, we are, we've seen increases in our inventory the first nine months, we now are expecting our inventory to decrease through next spring, which is a seasonal thing. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's just a lot of people like to sell their homes in the summer, whether it's kids moving from schools or whether it's uh, folks that don't want to have to move in the winter and, you know, have to deal with the snow and ice. Right. Okay. So let's jump into some more stats and talk about the overall market. Yeah. And I'll try not to bore everybody. I think I've thrown some of these out already, but Overall number of sales, 255. It reached just a little over $1 billion in sales volume. But again, that was down 22%. The average price decreased by 8%. And the median price um, was actually decreased also by 9%. This, uh, again, I think if you look at the interest rates, that's probably what hit us most overall and just the lack of inventory. Out of the 128 homes that sold to date, only two of them sold for under $1 million. Overall, properties under contract, this is homes, lots, condos, everything, we're actually down 57% to 34 transactions. But when you look at the average and median list price for these properties under contract, we're breaking records again. The average price is up 30%, the median price is up 3%, uh, but it's still up. Currently, we have, uh, I think, only 15% of our properties are listed below $1 million, and 35% of them are listed for above $5 million. Overall, active listings, as I mentioned earlier, it's increased by 24%, a total of 259 listings. The average list price overall is $6.5 million, but again, that's overall, homes, lots, condos, everything, so it's a little harder to break into that. The luxury market overall, five plus million. Uh, we actually had 25% decrease in sales. When you look at that overall market, though, we had, I think it was a total of, I think 77 high end sales altogether. But mm -hmm. when you just those 77, it actually accounted for 85% of all the dollar volume. So it only accounted for 30% of the transactions, but 85% of the volume, which again goes back to why we use the median sale price versus the average. Single family homes, the number of sales is down 11%. 
but the average sale price is up 10% and it is now at $5.2 million. The hotspot for single family homes right now, 38% of our sales occur between one and $3 million. And as I mentioned a minute ago, only two registered mm-hmm. under a million. Single family homes contract, they're down by 24% also, but the average and median prices are up 13 and 5% respectively. There are no homes under contract for under a million, but 11 of the 22 homes are over 5 million. So 50% of what's under contract is up there. Mm-hmm. Available inventory, it's only increased 15%. The uh, average and median price again, get this, the median list price, which is that tough one to move, is now at $5.25 million. So if you're out looking for a home, I hope you have some money. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's, least- that's just to remind everybody that is $5.25 million is our median price for a single family home throughout Teton County. Yeah. And even though the sales are way down, the median price is up 5% from this time last year. And only two homes last year, or so far this year, have sold for less than a million dollars. Correct. So as of October 1st, the least expensive home in the market was 1,048 square feet. It's a two-bedroom, one-bath down in South Park, listed for $1.07 million. On the flip side, the most expensive home currently on the market is $37.5 million. That's a beautiful little retreat across from Teton Village almost 10,000 square feet, seven baths, four bedrooms, and it looks directly at the village on four and a half acres. And before we jump on to the next segment of the market, I just want to explain how many of the sales we're having here are not coming out to the public. So typically things go through a realtor's local MLS. People put them in there, buyers can find them online, um, and they see available properties that, that way. David, how many sales went through MLS so far this year? Only 68%. So there's 30% out there. And what we find is a lot of that non-disclosed sale prices are the upper end of the market. People just don't, they don't have to disclose the sales in Wyoming. And a lot of people choose not to. Right. And there's also some, I hesitate to say lower end because they're still quite expensive. But condos and townhomes in town that are trading off market that are priced well before they even hit MLS. So it's very important, no matter what level you're you're looking at in this market, to get a realtor that you trust. We hope it does. But if it's not, find someone that you really trust and that can guide you to finding these off-market properties because so many of them are, are trading that way right now. Okay, you can move on to well, condos. And if you're a seller... You know, while it might be enticing to try to sell your property off market so that you don't have a whole lot of showings, for example, you're going to find that the more people that know about your your property for sale, you're probably going to get a better price versus, you know, waiting for one person to come along that maybe your realtor brings. It's always better to put it on the open market. Get it ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, townhome condos. Let's get into that. Uh, the number of sales are down 23% from last year. Uh, the median and average sale price are down a little bit, 9 and 6% respectively, but that's mainly because we're seeing more condos right now that hit the market under a million uh, versus the ones that are selling for over 4 or $5 million. Nearly half of our 
activity though in the first nine months was between one and three million, 45%. Uh, the hotspot for condo townhomes right now is still under a million. There were 27 sales that occurred. A total of 80 sales actually in, in, of condos right now. So um, I think the town of Jackson led the way. 63% of those 80 sales were in the town of Jackson and 20% were on the West Bank. Again, there were no sales under a half a million so far this year and the least expensive is six and a quarter. Townhomes under contract is also down 50%. And the average price is actually dropping too. But again, I think that is because a lot of our condos under contract are listed for under 1 million. Doesn't necessarily mean the prices are coming down. Uh, inventory, uh, townhome condo inventory is up 67%. That's good because we have more things to look at. Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And the average and median list prices are down a little bit, 11% uh, and 6% respectively. But the median list price right now for a townhome is $1.5 million. So the inventory, let's see, to summarize, I think we're going to find, at least with condos, because we're getting more inventory, the prices are stabilizing. As we mentioned earlier, things are cooling off. We're seeing kind of the same thing for homes, but if they're priced well, they seem to fly off the market pretty quickly. They do. Um, and before we get to single family vacant land and you jump into those numbers, a lot of people ask us, What's going on? Why is vacant land going nuts these last few years? And David can expand on this as he talks a little bit, but we vacant land didn't ever really recover after the recession we had the last time. And so with COVID, it had a it finally had another uh, boom. And so people bought these home these lots, they're building on them now, and that's what we're seeing. It's not like um, all this happened over the last 10 years, it really happened pretty recently that these numbers jumped up like this. Yeah. For some reason, vacant land uh, after the Great Recession, you could go, for example, up north of town and buy a five acre lot in solitude subdivision for under a million dollars. And that was like that all the way till 2020. It was kind of interesting because the first things that went during COVID were, of course, homes and condos because people could quickly move into those. But we're looking at all the vacant land all of a sudden taking off, and I'm scratching my head thinking it's going to be a couple of years before they can move in to their home. But I think a lot of people also, COVID pushed some people to retire early. It had other people realize they didn't have to have a particular town to work in anymore. They could maybe move to where they wanted to retire in their mid-40s while they're still working and go ahead and build their dream home. So, yeah, we – boy – Vacant land just shot up. It went up at least 150, maybe 200% in just a two-year period with COVID. Sales are down, though. We're seeing sales right now are down 15% from this time last year. The average sale price in the first nine months was $4.1 So there's a lot of upper-end property being sold. In fact, there's no lots in the town of Jackson on the market for under a million dollars. I don't know if, you, if there's any on the market period right now. Vacant lots under contract is way down. It's down 80%. And dollar volume, of course, is following that. The slowdown, though, I think is, again, linked to our available inventory. There's nothing under a million dollars available. So the only people really that are going to be buying, not the locals, because if you spend a million for land, you're going to spend at least another million or two for the house. 
it's going to be second homeowners that are looking. And inventory, actually, because of what Devin said a few minutes ago, it was eaten up pretty quick. So we don't have a lot of vacant land inventory, not great inventory. And that also is probably slowing our market down. Let's see. Inventory for the third quarter is actually... Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about vacant land or contract. Yeah. So inventory currently for the third quarter is up 20%. Uh, the median list price, though, is breaking another record. It's up another 7%. I think with our inventory on vacant land, we're going to, again, see the prices start to stabilize. And that's, I think, pretty much, you know, we look back at, at the beginning of this podcast, things are cooling, but how? How much are they cooling? Um, we know that there are probably a 30% of the listings on the market right now that have reduced their price. Um, they seem to be a little more motivated than others. I think there are some sellers that are holding on or hoping that they can still hit the top of the market where we were at COVID. Unfortunately, I think we've slipped from there, but we are certainly way above where we were prior to COVID. Absolutely. And, you know, I hear a lot of buyers or potential buyers say, I'm just going to wait because I think, you know, let's take vacant land, for example. When you read the numbers right here, you go, oh, wow, it's down. You know, these prices are coming down. The number of sales are coming down. Maybe I can find a lot for under a million next year in town. That's likely not going to happen. Now you might, but um, buyers, the prices are stabilizing. And I see this in other resort markets. It's throughout the West with brokers that I visit with. Um, you, I believe that you have a window of opportunity right now where sellers are willing to negotiate. You're will, they're willing to fix inspection items. They're willing to come off their price a little bit. Um, when we get to next summer, I don't necessarily feel that that is going to be the case. David may have, a, I'm curious to hear what you think, David, but I think next summer we might be rocking and rolling again already. You know, it's all about inventory. And if we're sitting you know, at half the inventory that we would normally have, it's probably going to continue. So if you're looking at buying this winter, please reach out to a realtor. Hopefully you reach out to us. We've got all the statistics. We know the market inside and out. Or if you're a seller, you definitely want to consider uh, getting a market analysis, making sure that your property is priced right or close to where the market is before you jump into the market. So please give us a call, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We would. We'd love to answer any questions that you have or do a comparable market analysis for you. So anyway, we will talk to you again at the end of the year and see how 2023 wraps up for everybody. Have a great day. Okay. Have a great fall, guys. Bye. Bye.